Sam Smith, Fire on Fire. The arrangement of that song, oh, those instruments, the melody, absolutely a killer. Seal loves divine. Welcome to Jet Set Breakfast this morning on SAFM 104 uh, to 107. And uh, hopefully we will be engaging and having a bit of fun and also our line of communication always available uh, 0614-104-107 and our Twitter handle SAFM Radio as well as at Bertha Cheruma 1. Coming up in the show, um, the Open Book Festival Workshop Week is back and um, we will be delving into that. Also, Thought Leader South Africans are among the heaviest drinkers in the world. The country has the highest per capita rate of alcohol consumption in Africa. The big question is, why? How did we get here? We get to unpack that a bit later on in the show. Sign language is set to become South Africa's 12th official language after a long fight for recognition. Also coming up, and we'll be chatting to our guests to find out uh, what was the process like. Also, Dr. Noktula Mazibukom Simang. Of course, she's our regular, sharing a list of children's books we should be reading or encouraging our children to read. For the Love of the Environment is also coming up Monday. The 5th of June is World Environment Day, Environmental Day. We highlight some of the latest research in the sector. But starting off the show, uh, this is quite an interesting one. Um, sign language is set to become South Africa's 12th official language after a long fight for recognition. And um, I've got uh, Professor Theodorus Duplessis, Professor Emeritus, um, South African Sign Language and Deaf Studies, University of the Free State, joining us online. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Bertha. This is quite, a, I think, a good move. So sign language is on its way to become the 12th official language in South Africa after Parliament recently agreed to amend the Constitution to this end. The fight has been, what, 30 decades? That's a long time, isn't it? Uh, no, not 30 decades, uh, 30 years. Or oh, 30 years, not and decades, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've no, added no, another but... zero. <laughs> it's three decades, it's, it's three it's okay. decades. It's, it's okay. <laughs> what... uh, yeah, well, which is actually not that very long. Actually, it's quite, uh, uh, in terms of what it, the time it takes for some languages in the world to become official, it's actually far, rather quick. But anyway, let, let's hear what you want to ask. I wanted to ask about the process because yeah, 30 years yeah. is a long time. What was the process yeah. like? Yeah. Well, they, uh, the first uh, attempt was in uh, around about 1996. You'll remember that in that year, two important things happened for sign language. The one is that uh, we've uh, uh, promulgated uh, the final constitution. Uh, you remember that was around about November 1996. Mm. And that was the first constitution that included sign language in the language clause, uh, where you have uh, the stipulation about the official languages and what government and the state must do regarding them. And then there's a the last section where uh, the South African Language Board was brought into the Constitution and its mandate. And sign language was brought in as one of the languages that formed part of the Pan-South African Language Board. So that was a, a first recognition 
for uh, sign language in South Africa. And the other important thing that happened in 1996 was that uh, we've promulgated the South African Schools Act. And mm. that, act, that act said that South African sign language, for the purposes of teaching in a public school, is deemed to be an official language. So that was the first time that South African sign language actually became official in South Africa. And that was uh, from moving from the 1993 constitution where sign language was not mentioned to 1996, the final one, where suddenly it's an official language in the schools and it's recognized in the constitution. So that was where the process started. In that same year, the uh, uh, Deaf Organization for South Africa, one of, uh, let's say, the largest, uh, uh, the Deaf Federation of South Africa, we call it DEFSA, uh, then uh, went to the Pan-South African Language Board and said, but look, um, let's make the language official. You've, it's now in the Constitution, it's mentioned there, but let's make it official. Uh, Pan-South African Language Board is not the authority to promulgate that and uh, they couldn't actually do anything and then um, uh, the South Africa you know tried other venues eventually ended up uh, uh, being directed uh, by some uh, lawyers and uh, legal uh, professionals to the uh, committee the committee in Parliament that is responsible for reviewing the Constitution, the Constitutional Review Committee, mm. the CRC. And uh, that was in 2007. So that's actually where the formal process started, where they made a, a presentation and proposed that the language be officialized. And uh, in, within that year already, this committee in principle, decided that it, it should uh, be recommended that uh, it becomes official. Uh, it went to Parliament. Parliament uh, agreed with it, but then asked that the process should be done correctly. You know, uh, um, public uh, participation, all, all that, you know, all mm, the yeah. normal things. And then it seemed to got stuck somewhere. Um uh, from 2007, uh, it was, you know, being passed to and fro between different committees. It seemed that nobody really knew how to handle this, uh, and uh, they were they were public hearings and all of that. But uh, the the final um, stretches of this uh, started uh, coming through around about 2017. Uh, where uh, people started to realize, uh, okay, we need to give this to the committee in Parliament that oversees the Department of Justice and Correctional Services. And finally, it was realized, ah, this is the committee that, that can prepare a presentation for uh, formal recognition and for an amendment to the Constitution. Mm. But then what happened was our... Uh, uh, dear parliamentarians thought the uh, land re appropriation uh, uh, is 
issue was more important, and they they then started preparing the 18th Amendment for the Constitution to push through the bill for land. Is it reappropriation? Is that the English? Yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, they they started to push that through, but that was taken off the table, and with that was the uh, officialization of sign language, and it was then decided, okay, let's push the sign language thing through, and that that then became the 18th Amendment uh, bill, which uh, was passed uh, by Parliament earlier this year, um, and it went through the National Council of Provinces, uh, who approved it, and it's now with the uh, president for signing yeah. it into an act. Mm. I've got a, a question here. Someone has just sent us a WhatsApp to say uh, the South African population is 60 million. So 600,000 people use sign language. That is 1% of the population. Why, why is this so significant is the big yeah, question. It's less than that. The, um, the uh, census, the last census, we don't have the figures for the recent census. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, um, 60 million is also a, a figure that is not verified by the previous census. But anyway, it's in the same range. But the previous census, 2011, says there are 235,000 people uh, that uh, have registered uh, South African Sign Language as their first language. That was the question in the census. What is your first language? Mm. And that's only 235,000. But uh, there are people uh, with uh, hearing disability, you know, or hearing loss uh, that um, are not necessarily considered deaf, uh, that uh, with a serious language uh, hearing loss, they also tend to use uh, South African Sign Language. But that 600,000 is a guess. eh? We must just keep that in mind. But I wouldn't say it would be completely incorrect. But the point is, it is an insignificant number of people for whom a language now is officialized. Yeah. So and to, they, your caller there is correct. Yeah. yeah. I want to find out what are the benefits, apart from having challenges, it could be hearing challenges and, 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 and other challenges, what, what are the benefits for a basic um, citizen yeah. to, learn, yeah. to learn sign language? Oh, for for citizens, mm. that's a, that that is a very good question. It's the first time I got that question. Uh, well, obviously, I I think uh, it it would be the same as uh, me learning Zulu, you learning Afrikaans. You know, um, just becoming like uh, nicer South Africans. You know, uh, getting to understand one another. But um, in the, in terms of sign language, it has probably more more benefits uh, because um, it's not people that actually have another language. Uh, obviously, deaf people can can read and write uh, Afrikaans or English. Mostly, those are the two languages uh, uh, that they get in the schools. Read and write. So you know, if if you were a deaf person that would go to the Department of um, um, homeland affairs, I don't know, home affairs, sorry, yeah. home affairs. <laughs> you know, I'm 
thinking in Afrikaans and trying to speak English. But, and, and to translate it, you know, it's it's all okay. Yeah. Just flow yeah. with it. No, no, no. I'm 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 with you. Thank you for being tolerant. Um, if you would go as a deaf person to that department, let's say to register a child, you would have difficulties, but you would be able to communicate, you know, with little pieces of paper. Mm. Uh, but it would uh, probably be beneficial if the, some of the persons working in home affairs would know sign language that so that they could help you. I can give a very good example. In uh, the municipality in Jerusalem that I know well, you go, uh, if you walk in there, you go to the counter. There's a counter that is marked for people using sign language. It's marked there. It's a sign mm -hmm. put up. And so as a deaf person, you can walk directly there and there you will see uh, the sign and um, there's a, a bell that you ring because obviously uh, it's a small number of people. So they, there's not deaf people coming in, you know, at in the hour, on the hour. So you ring a bell and then so one of the officials come that can use sign language and they serve you. Mm. They, they have the same for Arabic oh. uh, because, yeah, Jerusalem is mostly Hebrew speaking. So... Obviously, it's taken for granted. Everybody walking in will know Hebrew. But if you don't, if you, uh, let's say, Ara um, Arabic speaking, then there's also a cubicle for Arabic uh, customers. Yeah. Uh, there you have a full-time person because there are more of them. But uh, that's an example I give um, where uh, it would be good if people, at least in uh, government uh, services and so on, know the language, uh, it will be a strong gesture from from government, from the state towards uh, people with disabilities. Yeah. Because one must keep in mind, uh, although deaf people don't want to always say that uh, being deaf is a disability, it is, in terms of South African legislation, recognized as a disability. So, uh, and then if, if, if you have this gesture made by government, it's a big gesture towards people with disability. So in that sense, it's beneficial. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, our responses from our listeners. Uh, one listener says, um, deaf sign will, well, deaf sign, well, sign language will unite yeah. all of us as it is non-cultural and racial we can then all talk to each other respectfully. That's from Kat in Peter Maritzburg. And she also says it will uh, create interpreter jobs, which is so true. Now, what yeah. are, coming back to you, what constitutional rights do sign language users currently enjoy? Oh, they, uh, uh, this is uh, interesting. They, they, since 1996, they enjoy all the rights that speakers of any other language enjoy. So, so uh, by making the language official, you are not actually granting um, deaf people any any more rights than they already have. It's uh, uh, the whole thing of making it official is purely symbolic. We, we can talk about that later, but let's just talk about what rights do they have currently. Uh, the the language rights all South Africans have, are locked, locked up in the Bill of Rights. Uh, that's Chapter 2 of the Constitution. There are a range of them. Uh, 
including you know the the right to access uh the right to be heard uh, in a language that you can understand if you uh, are unfortunate enough to end up in jail uh you know to have to go to court uh but there's also the right to associate with people of your own community people that speak your own language have your same culture etc etc these are uh, what we call uh, linguistic human rights. They are human rights in our constitution that are linked to language. That, mm. uh, that, so those rights uh, all deaf people have. They enjoy the same rights than we as uh, people using uh, uh, spoken languages, hearing people. Then there's also within that Bill of Rights the right to... Uh, Receiving education in the official language or languages of your choice. And that right, they, they've been granted, as I said in the beginning, they've been granted that right actually already in 1996 when sign language was made an official language in the schools. So they enjoy all the same rights. The, um, the language, clause in the constitution you know where where the constitution talk about the official languages absolutely that that section uh, that is where we are now adding sign language that that section contains no language rights for citizens it it's uh, it's not there um because it, it it only deals with actually what government's responsibilities are towards the languages mm. And and you can't you can't claim any rights from there because uh, just to give a simple example, the constitution does not require uh, government to really work in all the languages. It it uh, it says they can, but it it says they should work at least in two. Now, if 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 a government uh, offers adheres to that and only work in two languages, whichever two, there are 11 languages. So you come to that office, your chances of being used, uh, being served <laughs> in your language is, uh, you know, uh, two out of 11. So you, you, you can't come and claim something. You can't walk into home affairs and claim to be served in Afrikaans. Yeah. You can't. And There's that... no... And, and for any other language. So so the rights we have, the language rights, are protected in terms of the Bill of Rights. And th- those are very good rights, and they are, are on par with international language rights. And yeah. these people have the same rights. I think this is going to unite us all as a, as a nation because our co- line of communication is very basic and, and, and straightforward. Mm. Uh, but, mm. Professor, thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast and making time. I'm hoping mm. that going You're in welcome. the near future, they will, they will include sign language in the curriculum from you know primary to high school. But thank you so much for joining us. Good. Thank you, Bert. Have a nice day. Have, have a nice, uh, great Sunday. Professor thank Theodorus you. Duplessis. Um, South African Sign Language and Deaf Studies at University of the Free State. Good move. I think it will unite us all. 7.36 and uh, we continue with exciting conversations on SAFM.